0: Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro-Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, william p claire jam today mr n and mrs jess mistress good Girl, lady blooding primal empress Kaze, clockwork dork roxy naughty and nice Butte pain northern sir manda panda cat stefan brooklyn b shadow phoenix serenity deb robert ruby r christopher kilted sir sam fire good and his good boy grant brian may cry devil ruby riot j swiz mistress velma enchanted sparrow Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Christina, Daisy if you do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten 17, Neophyte, and Eric. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash podcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. All right. Let's get the show on the road. Road, look at me making jokes already. What, like, is this a travel joke? It's a travel joke. Oh, I get it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for the explanation. I have a hard time understanding <laughs> your humor sometimes, ra Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <See>? okay. <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. Good though. job, travel joke. I'm Thank so you. proud of you. You <laughs> opened it up beautifully. Now, what <laughs> because is... Because you know why? Because? Because I'm a I know my mind. <laughs> Thank you. Except you're supposed to say your dream. I'm sorry. Let me do it again. Ready? <laughs> say it again. Say- no, you have to say the because. Okay. Say Because? You're a genius! You? Yes, and that's all I'm saying. I did it right this time. Very good. Pat <laughs> on my head. So in case you haven't figured out, and I totally understand why maybe you haven't figured this out yet. Uh, okay, like seriously, because this well, is just how we do. I know. Um, we're talking today about traveling, but as a kingster, specifically traveling with toys. Okay, because honestly. You talking about like getting the show on the road and us making all the jokes about the road. I kind of thought we were going with Roadhead. Roadhead? Yeah. You don't know what Roadhead is? I don't know what Roadhead is. You. Me. You don't know. Is that like Bedhead? I don't know. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. Really? Uh, roadhead is a blowjob while you're driving. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I, did it, I did it to daddy Jay once and lucky for us, it was like in his neighborhood, it was like two o'clock in the morning and we were going five miles an hour. Right. Okay. That's not what today's episode is about. Okay. But I'm saying it could have been because you were making road no, jokes. No, basically this is a discussion I've had with many kinksters who are traveling either to conventions or they've got long distance relationships that they're traveling to see and everybody's worried, how do you how do you get through, how do you travel with your toys? Like, do you do carry-on? Do you do them in your suitcase? Um, what happens if TSA opens up your bag and sees stuff? <laughs> Be prepared to laugh. And when we were at Winter Fire, we ran into Lynn, who hopefully you guys remember. Lynn is one of the amazing people we talked to during our BDSM and the law that was such episode. a good episode and turns out lynn's got a little experience in this realm too basically for those who don't remember we're going to reintroduce lynn lynn pronounced she her is a kitten to saber tooth and identifies as a pansexual switch yeah <laughs> well, 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 well. Hit, kitten to saber tooth yeah That's going to need an explanation. All right, we'll get there too. Lynn's been in Lifestyle for a little over 10 years and has been more active in her local community since 2017. She is co-leader of Edge House and active member of Nighthawks of Virginia. Lynn actually worked as a transportation security officer under the TSA from 2015 to 2017 when she left TSA to earn her Juris Doctor. Now, she's currently an independent judicial officer and has been in the position for about two years. She enjoys contributing to the community by hosting munches, helping with educational programs, and volunteering as a dungeon play space monitor. She is passionate about promoting safe, consensual, and inclusive space for all. So that's her background, right? So she's worked for the TSA. I mean, it's a pretty good and background. I don't remember how this came up in conversation at Fire, but we started talking about adventures of traveling with toys. And Lynn was like, oh, yeah, I teach a class on that. And I went, I'm sorry, what? You, te- you teach a class on that? Okay, we need to talk to you. You need to come do an episode with us. And thankfully, she said yes. So um, Lynn, thank you for being patient while we have gone through all of this at the beginning and for coming and talking with us today about adventures of traveling with your toys.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. Um, Just a full disclosure, I need to do this for my job safety, Of course, I am not allowed to practice law because of my position as a independent judicial officer. So everything I say is for educational purposes only. If anyone needs a legal assistance, they need to find an attorney, a licensed attorney in their jurisdiction. And everything I say here does not is not a legal advice. It's just for your information.
0: Excellent. Thank you for that, Kevin. It is always important for people to understand that. Excellent. Now, I think I have a feeling before we even get started about talking about toys, Dar here had a question. Yeah. What What does kitten to saber tooth mean?
1: Uh, Are you like a Pokemon so and that's how you, and... how you
0: evolutionized?
1: <laughs> no. So I pet play and I identify as a kitten. And my sir's uh, scene name is Sabertooth. Because that's oh. his fight name.
0: Okay, that makes more sense. She's a kitten to saber tooth. That's what I said. Oh no, no, because I was picturing you like think, a Pokemon oh, evolution thing. Swear oh, to God. so she went from a kitten to. That's saber-tooth. what I thought. I thought you were like sometimes you're a kitten and then sometimes you're like roar saber tooth. Have you had enough coffee this morning? Do you need more? you like not. That's entirely where my brain went. I, I apologize on Dara's behalf. She's tired and apparently has not had enough coffee, which should make for a very interesting episode. I'm sorry. You okay there? Okay. Well, hopefully it will be. It should make for a better episode though, right? Now we get much it. better when we're slap happy. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize in advance for <laughs> my confusion because you know I will have more. You've That's already fine. dealt with me. I,
1: I mean, it would be fun. <laughs> If I was a kitten too, saver <laughs> I
0: swear to God, that's a Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. it's okay. It's fine. I have to cosplay that now. Yeah. I don't even know how you cosplay a saber tooth, but okay. I don't know that stuff. Okay. I just am imagining the kitten. I want to know, do you like just constantly knock things off the edge of the table? <laughs>
1: Basically. Yeah. A you know, little,
0: little bit bratty. think brady, it's a better I think. word for being a brat? <laughs> that's true because every cat I've known has been a brat. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> every single cat is a brat. Yeah. Hand, period. Okay, let's get into okay. the actual episode now that my confusion is over and my embarrassment yes, is done. With. That's all right. Well, one of the reasons that I was very fascinated by this is because of something that happened to me in my very early early stages of being a kingster, I was in a long distance relationship with Voldemort and I was coming to <laughs> visit him. And I had been ordered by him to wear a butt plug. And all my butt plugs are the metal jewel butt plugs. So I was really nervous how that would work going through the metal detector. And I did a whole bunch of research on fat life, which was mostly mixed answers. But I decided in the interest of personal safety, and mental safety, that I would just pack my butt plug and the lube inside my purse, which <laughs> makes sense, right? And seemed like it should have been easy. But I'm an absolute nervous wreck, and I get to the airport, and this is in Phoenix, because, mm-hmm. and that's important that you should all know it's in Phoenix. So I put my purse on the conveyor belt, and it goes through and it stops <laughs> in the middle of the, and the, the one TSA agent who's watching the screen calls over another TSA agent <laughs> and starts pointing at the screen and I'm fucking dying. I'm going, Oh my God, what the hell they, they found it. Am I going to get in trouble? Or are they just going to make fun of me? What the hell? And I'm just standing there. And then the two TSA agents start walking over toward me and now I'm really dying. And then they go a step past me and they talk to the lady next to me and say, um, did you leave something in your bag? And she's like, huh? And they said, yeah, did you leave something in your bag that's like against the rules? She's like, oh, shit. Did, did my boyfriend leave the pocket knife in the carry-on? Oh, Jesus! And they looked at her and said, "Um, no, not a pocket knife. Think something you really can't take on a plane. And she goes, what? What's in there? And he goes, <gasps> oh, yeah. God again phoenix right oh so gosh. like so she's like she turned and looked over at her boyfriend who by the way had already been singled out by tsa and is having like the the, the wand, wand done over him and she's and she's like oh my god what the fuck did you do but i love this so the tsa agent says you can't bring that in here but what you can do is we can give it back to you and you could take it to your car and leave it in your car uh yeah and okay. she said uh, no, we didn't take a car here. We took a cab here. I guess you'll just have to confiscate it. And all I kept thinking was, one, thank God this wasn't me they were talking about. But two, in the mood she was in, it's probably a good idea they didn't give her back the gun. <laughs> i not sure that the boyfriend, boyfriend wouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my purse and because the, the conveyor belt came through and I got my purse so I was able to quickly slink off to the bathroom where I was able to put in the butt plug. But oh my God, For five minutes, I was just in a state of pure panic, just like sweating bullets, just (laughs) just absolutely sweating bullets. (laughs) So ever since then, I've been very fascinated with this idea of like, would it have mattered if I'd worn that metal butt plug? Would I have gotten in trouble? Like, how does that even work?
1: I get that question a lot, actually. (laughs) Um, And specifically, butt plugs, but cock cages. Ah. Uh, people talk ask about, like, nipple piercings or, you know, clip piercings and stuff like that. Um, so I guess it really depends on how you're traveling. So early stages of TSA or early stages of airplane travel, they didn't have the machine called the AIT, the Advanced Imaging Technology. Is that and the, that's one that's the one where you stayed you with your arms this-
0: over your head? Yes. So
1: that is something that I guess is more recent. And before it was all metal detector, Mm -hmm. but nowadays uh, TSA pre-check doesn't go through the AIT, but they do go through the metal detector and metal detectors can pick up certain metals. So if you're wearing a cock cage or um, a butt plug, it may alert in your hip area. And they will then wand you with a hand wand, but the hand wand doesn't really alert on um, like surgical steel or like piercing type materials. So butt plugs and piercings usually won't. Um, if you go through the AIT machine, that machine uses a light reflecting technology, so everybody like always freaks out. They're, they think that they're getting their picture taken or whatever, but what it really is doing is it's sending bunch of light to your body and it just reflects off of whatever surfaces that are on your body and they use a cookie cutter mold. So uh, one of the agent will stand at the door and they'll push a button on the screen that says either you have a female body or a male body. So, um, Another question that I always get is if you're transgender and you don't have, you're like pre-surgery or whatever, but you identify as a female and you tell them you're a female, they will click the female button. But if you still have that male genitalia, it will alert all down there because if you're a female, you're not supposed to have anything down there and it reflects off of that. Um, It also alerts on hair buns all the time too, because it's just a reflecting technology. Oh, wow.
0: Oh, so this like my hair yeah, up in this
1: so, really high top like, one. It, I'm if you ever go and they can't not tell you that you can't look at the screen. They'll actually show you the screen and say, "Hey, this is all the places that you've alerted. This is the places that I'm gonna pat down." If you look at it, it's literally like a cookie mold. Like it looks like a gingerbread man yeah. person, and it'll have longer hair for a woman and like no hair for men. So it'll just reflect. And if you're wearing any type of metal, it will reflect. And um, I really have a funny story. I had a gentleman come through once and I was in the front and I pushed the button. He came through and his groin area lit up like a Christmas tree. There was yellow boxes everywhere. It was like, bam, 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 bam. Oh, no. and I'm not allowed to pat down a man because uh, you have. They always do male petting down, male female patting down, female. So my partner comes up, does the whole speech, and starts petting him down. And uh, they have to use the back of the hand to pat down the front groin. And he felt something, so he asked, "Sir, do you have something here?" And he said, "No." I don't have anything there. And so he did it again. And the and my partner's like, I can feel something. Do you have something here? If you do, you just need to let me know. And the guy swears up and down that he doesn't have anything. Oh my god. So if that happens, you get a special pat down (laughs) in
0: a private room. A special pat down my head. This sounds like the
1: beginning of a corn. Right. um I mean, it could be because we're wearing gloves and stuff and then uniforms. <laughs> oh my God,
0: this is such a medical porn. <laughs> fantasy role play uh, there's a lot are, of alcohol seriously. involved all i'm seeing right now is dur, 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 like some really <laughs> music, and everybody's coming in and then like the hot tsa agents come in male and female because you know you have to and like it's just going to be a giant orgy in in the room now this is all in picturing fun yeah it's great my head is great yeah god i don't want to be in your head yeah <laughs> nobody does <laughs>
1: Right. So, you know, the, so the gentleman's traveling partner who went through the machine first to me looked kind of like dominatrix mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this dude's wearing cock cage. He's wearing cock cage. He's not, he doesn't want to say it. And, and so he gets taken back to the private room and my, my partner comes out kind of like red in the face <laughs> and almost dying <laughs> and i walked I over reason. and i walk over and i was like it was a cock cage wasn't it it was a cock cage and he's like no and i'm like what was it then oh my god! and apparently this dude had piercing all down his
0: oh. shaft.
1: why couldn't he have just like said that? that his entire penis was covered in piercings
0: That, to me, would have been way less embarrassing than a cock cage.
1: Right? I was like, why couldn't you just say I have some piercings? Wouldn't
0: that, that would have just, you guys would have just been like,
1: okay, cool, bye. I mean, they still have to check, but.
0: Yeah, because, you know, people lie. I don't (laughs) have, okay, but still, (laughs) sadly, people lie. I have piercings versus I'm wearing a cock cage. Which one do you think would have been? Either way, he was going to get checked. What? Okay. People are dumb. Mm-hmm. Just fucking say it. Right. Yeah. Have you guys seen a lot of different stuff like that? I mean, I would imagine there's been a lot of piercings and different things. And butt through. plugs. Well, she said the butt plugs don't necessarily show up. Uh.
1: Yeah. So butt plugs are kind of like a pass when you think about it because how it sits in the body and if you like people alert on the butt all the time because they wear bejeweled jeans and Mm -hmm. all we do is go put our hand back of our hands down the butt and unless it's super super protruding you're not going to feel a butt plug so 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 you
0: don't really run your hands like through the crack area
1: no we do not I'm so glad because there was not enough alcohol to uh, sanitize my hand with some of these people who would come through. Tell that story now. So I I I worked as a TS uh, TSL agent, and um, because of safety reason, they rotate. So so I worked the X-ray, I worked the machine, I worked the clearing the bags, I worked in the baggage claim. So I've worked it all. And the worst place for me ever was in front of that stupid AIT machine because I don't know why, but people come not showered. (laughs) I work in a beach town and people would come straight from the beach wet. And when you're wet, water is reflective. So you will alert all over and I will have to pat you down all over. And while we don't like check the, crack area of a butt but when we do the front groin area we have to put our hand up into the thigh crevice Mm -hmm. and then down and that's awfully close to some swampy areas and I even if you're wearing gloves I would douse my hand with alcohol and there's not enough alcohol in the world to sanitize your hand after you've pat down a swampy wet beach goer.
0: Well it gets warm there, don't you know? Like when your hands are cold, you're supposed to put them between your thighs to warm up. I put them under my boobs. That'll do it too, but it's also swampy, swampy in the summer. <laughs> I'm mean, assuming you also pat down under the boobs and under if that's where the it reflects and shows yes, up. Yes,
1: we pat down almost everywhere. I mean crying. under the boobs. By crevice i'm crying
0: oh my god oh my god i can't i need to we have tissues okay good yeah. we're prepared holy shit all right so so that kind of takes care of the metal the, the metal butt plugs and piercings issue what about like traveling itself with toys i know probably most everybody at some point has seen the video of the friends who pranked their other friend by putting a dildo in the carry on mm-hmm and you see the TSA agent open up the, the suitcase, and there's the dildo right there on top for them to see.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> TSA is a special uh, law enforcement program. So there's only three things that we're looking for or they're looking for when you go through a check through. It is weapons, explosives, and incendiaries. Um, as a kinkster, especially as someone who lives the BDSM lifestyle, the biggest problem is weapons, because a lot of our implements are considered weapons. Mm-hmm. Sex toys, not so much. And yet they I don't care about somebody sex
0: toys. use a dildo as like a paddle. <laughs> he would <laughs> I
1: yeah. mean I've been I've seen people being slapped around with a 18 incher. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, you'd like that. <laughs> if I get hit, yeah, I'm happy, especially if it's pink. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, so so the sex toys, they're fine. I mean, I would imagine the TSA agents are going to get a good laugh and I'll talk about it in the break room.
1: <laughs> I, when I worked um, an x-ray, when I was a newbie on the x-ray, a bag came through and um, and I was looking at the bag and a lot of organic materials are orange, and water is orange. And I looked at something and it was dark on one side, light on the other side. It had some twisty thing on the top. So I I thought it was a water bottle. So I, you know, alerted it, pulled it out, and to- and my partner took it to do the bat check. And she came back a little bit later and she looks at me and she's like, you did that on purpose. And I was like, did what? And she's like, you checked, you checked a dildo. That was a dildo. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And the lady, uh, the lady, the bag belonged to, she was like, so calm and cool. She's like, I don't care. You know, I, I, I have needs and my <laughs> partner's just like, dying and apparently it was a big one too like a nine-incher or something like that way
0: to go lady you gotta travel travel big yeah the um all i'm okay so now i feel like you need to have a tiktok where you just tell these stories (laughs) just like i
1: would i mean i should i could i don't work for tsa anymore so
0: there's there's this one person who's doing it for like working at a doggy daycare and just like All the things that they hear or see or have like people do at doggy daycare why can't it be tales from tsa there we go do they cover any of this like in training do they talk about this when you guys go through training like the different things you might run into um not a lot of
1: sex toys wise (laughs) because they're because again we're not looking for those kinds of things we're Mm -hmm. only looking for three things like honestly even if we found drugs in the bag, we can't really do anything about it. That's not what our role is. Um, because, you know, we have the Constitution, and a uh, unreasonable search and seizure is violating your constitutional law. The only reason that TSA can search your property, is because of that whole 9-11 situation and national security. So our scope of the search is very narrow to just three things. That being said, because of that, a lot of the airports and a lot of TSAs work in conjunction with local police department.
0: Oh, so you can alert them.
1: Yes, so we can alert them. We'll, we'll notify them if something
0: was okay. seen
1: or a lot of the times local police will be at the checkpoint station so they'll kind of like see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But we're not we're not allowed to mm-hmm. you know confiscate mm-hmm. or do anything like that with any of the illegal substances that may come through.
0: So um I flew to California once for a couple weeks and I brought my electro kit with me and I didn't get stopped. Nobody looked nobody did anything. It, was, it wasn't in carry-on, though. It was in... Well, at one point, it was in carry-on because I had to bring it someplace else for a weekend. But I, nothing happened. I was fully expecting it to. And I don't know why it didn't. Because there's a bunch of metal pieces in there and, like, tube-looking things. They probably thought it was a hair curler. Awesome. Okay, that makes total sense. Well, one of the things that I know, because I've talked to somebody... They are rope enthusiasts and they went to mm-hmm. a rope convention. And the question was, what do they do? What was the best way to travel with all of their rope? Because I'm assuming TSA looks at rope as a possible weapon. It depends sometimes. So what would be the best way? I mean, they, they wanted to do carry on because if you're a rope enthusiast, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. rope is very expensive and it's not something you want to lose. and while we don't like to believe that airlines don't lose your luggage, we all know that they do um and sometimes it's only temporary and sometimes it's not temporary. So like if you do have rope, what do you recommend? What's the best way to travel with the rope?
1: uh when you travel with rope, uh it it's only um becomes an issue if your rope has different materials in it. Like conductive ropes, they will okay. look kind of funky in the in the X-ray. But what I always recommend is rope is not really it's I I would have never considered rope a weapon or an incendiary or a um, explosive. But if you're worried about your whatever you're traveling with being stopped for any reason, you can open your bag. And as it travels through the x-ray, the x-ray technician can see what it is and compare what they're seeing to the screen that they're seeing. And um, then it will eliminate, like, the – it being stopped. Okay. Um, and And honestly, even if you take a lot of percussions to, you know – put your bag a certain way or make sure it's away from something or things like that the x-ray system uh is designed to randomly select bags to check okay did not know that you can take yeah so so tsa agents are constantly being tested so the x-ray machine if they look at your bag and they're looking at it kind of funky it could be um it could be that they're trying to decipher whether or not they're being tested. So in the x-ray machine, um, they randomly generate like pictures of guns or explosives or incendiary in your bag. And when you look at it, you either have to tap that you tap to indicate that it's a test or you alert it and pull it out. Um, So, when it goes through and they're looking at it kind of funny and you're getting all nervous, it could just be that they're being tested at that moment or the x-ray machine randomly generated your back to be um, checked or they just can't figure out whatever you're looking at. Um, A lot of metals when they're, when they're really heavy duty metal, they are opaque. And if you can't see something through that, they have to check it. So rope in itself is not going to be a problem. It just depends on if you have any conductive material going through like copper or anything like that. So if you just pack your rope normally, tie it up, stack it nicely, um, it shouldn't be a problem. And even if it alerts, just don't panic. They will check and they will um, clear it. They will either swab your bag or they will look through your bag. And all, if all they see is a rope, they're not going to do anything
0: to the rope. Okay, cool. I think it's kind of hard not to panic. Yeah, I mean, I get nervous <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I was panicked about a butt plug and lube. Like it wasn't exactly a weapon. I mean, I figured if anybody actually like wanted to look at my electro stuff, all I have to do is say, I'm a scientist, and I work with electricity, or because that's what I did over at um, at Joanne Fabrics when I picked up all the metal stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like, "What are you making?" And I was like, "Uh, it's a science experiment." So your stuff, because it's intentionally made to be conductive, yeah. Then that's gonna sh- that would show up in the X ray mach- machines if I'm understanding this correctly.
1: Yes. So the X ray machine. Basically you can see everything. It kind of differentiate between organic material and metals in color ranges. So we can see that something is organic or metal or a mixture of both.
0: Okay, but she she said that they probably thought my stuff was a hair dryer. Right. Or a, yeah. A curling iron or something, right? Okay. Makes yes. sense. I didn't have nearly as much stuff back then. Okay. So if I'm traveling with like a wooden panel, the paddle. Because it's wood. It wouldn't show up necessarily. Well, that's then. organic. Uh, it
1: shows up. It shows up as an organic material. It'll be okay. orange.
0: All right. So it's not something that would necessarily alert them or cause them to create the alert. Uh, use the I right think it would
1: alert them because paddles can be paddles are like bats mm-hmm. and batons. Mm-hmm. It would be considered a weapon. Okay. Something to knock people out with. So mm. if you're traveling with a wooden paddle, I think it would alert every time
0: okay. what would be what would you do with like with that if they alerted and then you what would your reaction have to be or what should you do in that uh, case i guess
1: i mean they'll pull you aside they will take you to a table in the back and they won't let you touch any of your bags they'll open your bag and they'll tell you that they're going to search it, and they're going to pull out the paddle and they're going to look at you and they're going to say hey this can't come through what do you want to do with it Okay. And so at that point, you only have two options. You either abandon it at TSA checkpoint, which means it goes in the trash, or you can go check in your bag or put it in your check bag.
0: Okay. So you can check this stuff. It's just carry on. We're talking about that's the problem.
1: Yes. So carry on versus check bag is very different in a check bag. You could even have a gun when you are going through like the security checkpoint, the things that will stop you are the things that can be used as a weapon or a bomb on a plane in the cabin, not below the cabin because no one can get to below the cabin. So I always tell all of my friends, if they're going to a con or anything and they decide to fly, check a bag. I know a lot of people don't like to do that because like TSA checks those bags it always everyone every single bag that goes through anywhere will be checked but you're like more likely to be able to carry more stuff through a checked luggage than carry-on as far as BDSM toys
0: go right I'm I'm guessing when they're checking the stuff that is checked um the, not the carry-on luggage they're really looking for in, in incendiary things things that could cause a bomb in the bottom yes. of the plane versus you can't exactly grab what's in your checked-in luggage to try yeah. to overtake the pilot <laughs> yep exactly okay good to know so is there anything that even as a checked-in piece that you would you would kind of say don't do that I mean I know I know people who have shipped stuff like they've used FedEx or UPS or whatever to send a box of stuff versus even worrying about it on the airplane at all?
1: So anything that takes batteries, like lithium battery stuff, those kinds of uh, batteries have been known to randomly combust or explode on the cargo bay or on the cargo containers of airplanes so usually like if they see something like that they will remove it so i would watch out for batteries mm-hmm. um other than that like paddles floggers um anything like whips single tail things like that i have never seen mm-hmm. being issue. and i've checked a lot of back i've opened a <laughs> i've opened a bag with like where it was just full of dildos and butt plugs and restraints this lady had a bag. Or I don't know if it was a lady. This person had a bag of just those tiny little padlocks with a bunch of belts. And we all know what that's for.
0: But, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, what about like fire, fire, like stuff? I would, I mean, is that, would that be something to be concerned about?
1: In the check bag or in the. I Well,
0: I, I'm assuming you don't want that in the carry on, but in a check bag.
1: So honestly, the biggest issue with that kind of stuff would be for me is my cups breaking because they just throw those bags around. Yeah. They don't care about the, they don't care about the fire wand. They don't care about the cups. They don't really, they don't even really care about the alcohol. Um, The thing that they care about is like torch lighters and stuff like that. Those things will get stopped mm-hmm. and pulled out Um, fire cups or fireplace stuff generally won't be pulled out or is not an issue long as they're all separate and not and contained but um i would never put my fire cup set in a check bag because i don't want it
0: to break makes sense you'd have to styrofoam the hell out of that Mm -hmm. right so i guess you you could almost split that up and so you take the cups themselves and the carry-on where you can be assured of its safety but the rest of the stuff could go into your check luggage so that you can keep it separate and maybe not alert anybody. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, the cups can go through the checkpoint no problem. They'll look at it and they'll probably think it's some um, tea set or something like that.
0: <laughs> Honestly, uh, okay, fire, what's that? Uh, my tea set, top
1: that, yeah. So, the firetop that I know in my local area. He said the best thing for fire cupping is those wee yogurt cups. So he has a bunch of those in his uh, case. So whenever he travels and they ask, they're like, what is this? He just says, oh, it's just a yogurt cup. I really like it.
0: (laughs) Clever. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't, the butt plug is the only time I've really traveled with anything. Any of my toys, since I started topping and bringing toys, I've only gone places where I've driven and so I haven't had to take, take it on an airplane. Huh? You will. I, well, we'll see. I don't, I mean, at some point I'm sure I will. You probably will. But I, you know, I'm trying to think like some of the stuff though, I wouldn't like my spiked paddles, I'd leave it home anyway. I wouldn't take any of those with me. Okay. What else do you think you would bring? Though? Um, well, my, just my my non the, the, the rest of the paddles and the canes and all that. Simply, I would just, I would have to check those. Yeah, so like flog, you you basically would just have to check your entire kink bag, pretty much. Yeah, your clothes can be carried on with you. It's okay. uh, my stuffies can come with me on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be safe. And I can I mean, take you the mentioned
1: Driving. Yeah, and then we talked about rope. I would be more concerned about traveling with rope driving than on a plane. Really? Yeah. Have you guys heard of the rope? Or have you guys heard of the like serial killer 101 bag or like kidnapping kid oh. bag, or like that?
0: Yeah. Like murder
1: bag, things like that. It's, um. don't I'm get like pulled over. Guy. Yeah, I'm like a crime junkie, like true crime fanatic, and every time you listen to any of those like podcasts, they talk about how they knew this person was dangerous from the moment because they had a bag with duct tape, rope, restraints, you know, like a knife or some kind. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking, it sounds like a fun time, right?
0: It sounds <laughs> like a BDSM time. bag.
1: Right, that's in my car right now. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah my my ex-girlfriend is a pro dom and she actually had um a client who hired her to do like a kidnapping role play situation see and wanted to be tied up and stuck in the trunk and I would listen as oh as she was trying to figure this all out how to do this safely without worrying about being stopped. Like, I remember her, her laughing. She was saying, okay, I got to make sure all my tags are up to date, my registration is <laughs> up to date. I cannot go even one mile over the speed limit because I cannot risk being stopped. And the cop finds my client in the trunk, tied up. <laughs> These are things you got to be aware of when you start planning out role-play scenarios. Oh, the life of a pro <laughs> Very glamorous. Dying, I love these stories. Yeah, because he wanted to go. They were going to go to this sounds awful. They were going to go to this cabin that they had rented. She wait. She he had hired him. He was hiring her to kidnap him and take him to this cabin. The that happened in the woods. Really? Cabin in the woods. Really? <laughs> Look, don't kink shame. This, this is what getting. This is getting way way more risky. <laughs> oh wow, the imaginations. I
1: had a similar situation because I have that fantasy, but it kind of it's a little bit elevated and we never we planned it, but we never were able to like actually execute it because of the fact that it was too shady feeling because I have I want to get like taken off the street right in a white unmarked
0: van. (laughs) (laughs) It's hesitating scene this. We right? don't So, and so we were
1: like trying to plan everything. We're like, okay, we can rent a white unmarked van, but we have to make sure, like, like all the tags are good. good make sure <laughs> the windows are not too tinted or anything like that, so that it
0: doesn't. Different like states attract. have different rules about how much tinting you're allowed. Right. So it it was like a whole. Like, the planning
1: process of thinking about what you can do. Like, when you travel and get pulled over, cops can't just, like, search your trunk all willy-nilly. They have to have probable cause. So technically, like, in that Pro-Dom case, long as she, like, if she did ever get pulled over, long as he doesn't make any noise (laughs) and she doesn't act shifty... And just give her, give whatever they ask for and just be like, okay, I'll take my ticket. I'll go. It should be fine. But those are yeah. the types of risks that we have to think about.
0: I can't picture that. She'd be okay. acting. <laughs> I pulled over for speeding and my heart rate is like. Oh. 200 miles per hour and i'm a nervous wreck i there's no way i could be calm cool and collected knowing i had somebody in my trunk tied up i had a, even though it was yeah willingly i had a full-blown panic attack last time mm-hmm. like not breathing crying like full-blown panic attack yeah <laughs> no that's i would be shifty as hell doing that scene i'd be like don't look at my trunk <laughs> You can look anywhere but my trunk. Trunk, just, just not- don't, just don't look at the trunk. There's nothing in there, I swear.
1: <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the like, the person's problem more than the cops. Like the cops, just like I'm doing my job, but you're sitting there. You're like, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff. This could be getting me in trouble, and that's when you like start acting shifty and giving away a lot of the things that you have. Because I travel with my toys all the time. My, my sir lives up in uh, another state, like about three, four hours away. So I travel with my entire BDSM kit every time <laughs> I go see him. And every time I'm like driving and I'm like, oh no, like am I speeding? Am I not speeding? Did I make sure I locked all my bags? Did I, did I make sure I put all the BDSM stuff in the trunk and
0: not in the back seat? Well, we must have risked it really bad when we put all of our gear in the well, Uber. Okay, I never worry about that stuff because I figure if a cop opens up my bag, they're gonna have the same reaction that most people have when they see my entire collection of pink toys, half of which are sparkly. <laughs> it tends not to um cause people to panic or <laughs> it's mostly like, oh, look how cute all that is. What do you sell so, all of those little I just things? Can't- because they're all, not to mention, they're not just pink and sparkly. They're all small because I'm small. small, so they're my size. So I can't imagine that they're, most people don't find them very threatening. <laughs> so I'm just envisioning a cop opening it up going, oh, wow, that's so cute. What is all this? <laughs> well, I got mad at a cop for not even bothering to acknowledge the fact that I had a little baby puppy in my arms when, when Daddy Jay got pulled over at the time that we were bringing the puppy home. You got upset with them? Yeah, he didn't even acknowledge that she was there and she was super cute. Like, what's wrong with these cops? Okay, not everybody's a dog lover, honey. But she was really cute. But not everybody's a dog lover. But (laughs) I don't see how this is possible, but okay. All right, so I'm going to bring us back around to things like the cock cages and the piercings and stuff. (laughs) What's like the best way to handle it? Do you not wear the cock cage until you've gone past the security, and then you can put it on? Is it still okay to wear it? And you tell them ahead of time? Like, what would you recommend?
1: I guess it's, it depends on your comfort level. Because um, you can wear it, you'll alarm, they'll pat you down and you'll have to just tell them what's going on. Or you can put it in your uh, bag and let it go through the x-ray and then put it on on the other side. It really is up to you. Because I get questions about like collars, people Mm -hmm. wearing collars. They always ask me about that. Like they're like, do I have to take it off or should I keep it on? Um, Honestly, most TSA agents won't know that it's a collar. They'll think it's a necklace of some kind and you can just wear it through the machine. If it alerts, they'll look at it and you can go right on through. It's not, it will never, it'll never be a thing. Um, Only time that it becomes a thing is it's places that you can't see, like cock cages, Mm -hmm. piercing, like if it alerts, but you can't visually see what it is. That's when they have to, you know, pat you down, make sure that it's not a weapon or incendiary or explosive. So it depends, it just depends on your comfort level. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't really care about that too much when I'm wearing a butt plug but if I'm wearing some like nipple clamps or stuff like that, I will just wait until I'm on the
0: other side. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I know like before that, what's the name of that machine? The AIT? Is that what you? Yeah. the AIT. Okay. I see. I know like when you would go through the X-ray, they would tell you specifically before you go through the X-ray to remove any metal objects and you put those in a little bucket rings, to go through. Yeah. I don't, they don't really say that when you go through the AIT.
1: Yeah, because um, one, they don't have you remove jewelry anymore because of too much liability on their part for it. fall. Like if the bucket tips over and it falls into the machine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they don't like that. Um, the only reason that you have to do it for the metal detector is metal detectors because it's like just the big door. And there's lights on the side where it just only ge- gives you a general idea of where it's alarming from. Whereas the AIT machine shows you exactly which part of the body it's alerting from. So when you go through the AIT machine and you alert in- on your hips, we don't know if it's the front, we don't know if it's the back. We have to just pat you the down the whole time. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing something and you have to go through the metal detector machine, you could just say, hey you know, I, I have this metal on, I can't remove it. And they'll tell you that you'll just need to go get a pat down.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I know some of, some of the eternity collars. you know, right. They, you cannot take those things off the person. Well, the, the the, the submissive doesn't necessarily have, I mean, you can take them off, but the submissive doesn't necessarily have the key with them Mm because the dominant has it. So the submissive can't just remove it. Yeah. But I, I know, having been many times through through surgical procedures, where I've had to remove all jewelry, and at the time yeah, you know, and- when, when I did have, when I was submissive with a collar, that had to come off. So,
1: and honestly, if you're worried about going through the metal detector and alerting, you can always opt to go through the more extensive machine of the AIT. So, uh, like almost all pre checked goes through just the metal detector because for some reason they people believe it's less invasive it's just easy going through you don't have to stand there and wait for it to scan so they they just like it's just the door system where you walk through walk through walk through but if you're worried if you're wearing something and you're worried you can say hey i prefer to go get scanned over here so that you know you don't have to worry about alerting and especially if it's for like neck collars or something like that. Okay.
0: All right. So what are some crazy things that you have seen come through? Crazy things. You mean besides all the stories that she's already told? Well besides the guy who's got piercings up and down which yeah. I would wish I could have seen, but okay. Um, I mean, I did have a client. I wish I could have seen. I was, oh.
1: I was not invited to that party in the back. so Look, I, I
0: admit freely, I would very much like to have sex with a pierced cock because I feel for science. I need to feel what, see what it feels like. All right, Diesel, looks like you're getting a piercing. I cannot see him piercing. <laughs> But I am very, I'm just very curious and I feel like I need to find guys with different, the different kinds of piercings so I could, again, for science. Of course. Try out and see the different ones, but they're like, you absolutely have to test every single type, right? Yeah. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Um, And take notes. I've seen one of those spiked bras.
0: Oh, um, like Madonna style where like lots of different spikes all over it?
1: No. So it was inverted. So the spikes are on the inside so that <laughs> it's designed for like a masochist bottom or just any bottom I guess but um they put like the spikes or tacks on the inside of the cupping of the bra mm-hmm. and it alerted everywhere so I'm right. patting her down and I have Ooh, to push which down, means it. down you're pushing the spikes into oh, her right and she looked very distraught and uncomfortable and I kept asking her I was like are you okay is something wrong I didn't feel I didn't feel anything right now you went from your side I wouldn't, I didn't feel anything from my side, but she looked very distraught and uncomfortable. I kept asking, am I hurting you? Is it okay? And she would make like certain times she would make noise. And then I did recognize that she was wearing, um, like one of those chain mail necklace, but the, with the padlock. So I was, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> and then I'm just like, I was like, what do I do? Now I'm, like, aware of the things that's happening, the things that are in her bra, and I'm having to, like, pat her down, and I know it's there. And so I have to very politely tell her I know what's going on, and then she's red in the face. And then I'm telling her I also need to take her to the private room to look at these and depending on what the material on the inside of the padding, she's not going to be able to wear it in.
0: Uh-huh. So what happened? Did she have to go braless or did you let her keep it?
1: Um, She had to go check the bra in.
0: Okay. Did she have a backup bra or was it just like free boobing?
1: I have no idea. I wasn't there when she came back.
0: I'm guessing after the pack down, she might have wanted to free boob it. I would free boob it it because, oh, my God, the amount of. She's going to need gauze and and... (laughs) band-aids.
1: I felt so bad because we have to put good enough pressure to make sure we can feel everything. And so um, a lot of the times they are standing there with their arms out and I'm just like, pushing in and swiping down and I am I was like I'm so sorry
0: moral of the story is don't wear that I, what
1: did they think was going to happen really I have no idea I I think the material on the inside was a plastic so I don't think they thought it would alert and I honestly think that it alerted because she was wearing bedazzled shirt Oh, okay.
0: Had yeah.
1: she not have been wearing that, it, she might have not alerted at all. Yeah.
0: I've I've seen those bras on Etsy because I've contemplated them. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, of course you have. Well, of course I have. They just don't make them in my size. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to get like a boob bolt. Yeah. Or um, well, I could create my own, but that's you good. good. So, and I've seen them and they're usually like a white, plasticky type looking thing versus what you think of when you think of like the metal thumbtacks. They're, that's they're, what I thought. Yeah. They're the the ones that I've seen are usually white plastic because think about it. You need to be able to wash it. And if they're pure metal, that's going to rust. Oh yeah. Especially when you get blood all over it. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So it's going to have to be washed and disinfected. And so pure metal is not necessarily going to be. This does not sound like a thing that I would uh, ever even contemplate or thank you for letting me know that these even existed. Welcome to our sick masochistic world. <laughs> it's fun. We have cookies. I mean, I'll take the cookies <laughs> and leave. I don't need the rest of that. Thank you very much. We give you peanut butter cookies and nothing to drink. What the fuck is wrong with you? There's <laughs> so much. That's that's a whole nother episode. That's evil. I know. That's why there's sadomasochistic cookies. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what to do with you. Okay. So moral of the story is just in case. Don't eat cookies with Rara. Yeah. Just in case, don't wear so sp- is that kind of a bra. <laughs> don't wear a spike True. bra. <laughs> no, not don't wear a spike bra. Don't wear a spike bra through TSA. You want to wear one. No, no. Don't wear a spike bra through TSA while also wearing a bedazzled shirt. Yeah. So she said that it was the combination. Maybe. We don't know. We're guessing.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I can't tell you for sure, but- it, it's a thing. I know they make those in like jock, and that would be really interesting. I'm pretty sure someone somewhere have probably gone through TSA with mm-hmm. something like that.
0: Have you ever had anybody where um, well, you mentioned like the nipple clamps, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got your nipple clamps, your clip clamps. Um, those you said unless you're willing to be out it should probably not get worn through.
1: Yeah, to get to the other
0: side.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, some people do. They don't care. Some people, some people don't care. Like I've heard stories of people coming through with just like their carry-on bag, just full of sex toys and like all dildos of all different size, <laughs> and they just flop it open and they will like show the TSA. They'll put like they'll try to pull it out and stuff and we're like no no please don't touch the bag <laughs> well, I you, you know what it is don't touch the bag
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious you can just imagine all of them go blah, 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 blah. so with things like nipple and clip clamps would those be okay to go through the check-in I, I mean through the carry-on stuff they're not going to be considered weapons
1: yeah they wouldn't be Wow. Uh, they would kind of look almost like hair
0: clips these are my hair clips right she's she's contemplating this she's like okay writing down list of things to check during my next traveling session <laughs> oh. so what other things should we be aware of are we forgetting anything as
1: far as tsa goes
0: yeah and traveling with and traveling with toys I mean, like i feel like we haven't hit a whole lot with cars well, but TSA does TSA cover cars? No, but like she mentioned that, you know, the rope thing in a car would be worse than rope flying, because it looks like a, a it looks like a murder bag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also can't have bats. I know that. Well, like, isn't you it could a travel with bat- Well, You can have with bats in your car house to get to baseball practice. You better have a glove and all kinds of stuff in there too, not just a. So bat. So, in other words, if you're traveling with kink bats, just. Get a couple of extra gloves to throw into the car so it doesn't look so exactly. Okay, Or put some
1: balls in your car. There you go. And we don't need uh, the ones hanging
0: to say What kind of balls? <laughs> to, that would be a very bad thing to have just a bunch of nuts hanging around <laughs> in your car. Then you'd really look like a psycho <laughs> serial killer. I already look like a psycho serial killer. With all your okay. pink? With all my pink. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, that's terrifying all by itself. We know. Yeah. I, I mean, is there any point where you would recommend like shipping stuff versus actually flying with it? Um,
1: That's a little hard because with shipping, other laws come into play um, depending on like which shipping company you choose. Because mm-hmm. they also ask similar questions to what TSA asks, like they ask if there's anything explosive, incendiary weapons and breakable and things like that. It's because a lot of time when you ship things, those things go in a, in a plane or on a ship. Oh yeah. They go through this similar check thing. Um, And people don't understand this, but TSA does a lot more than just airport security. So anything that gets shipped um, internationally, they usually go through like TSA screening procedures
0: Okay, see, TSA does handle other stuff, right. just not cars.
1: They also do like trains, like Amtrak. I know mm-hmm. like some of the bigger stations do have TSA agents there. Um, so it's not just airports, but it's that. Um, and I think since you asked, if, did we miss anything? I want to say, um, mind your lube. <laughs> okay. I think that lube would never have crossed my mind. Because you know TSA has that three one one rule: three ounces, one oh. uh, one gallon, one bag rule. Three that's true. Rule. So if you've
0: got a lube thing that's more than three ounces, it gets confiscated. Which makes butt plug very uncomfortable when you don't have lube. So pack several bottles of three ounce lubes. Maybe
1: those travel packets or sampler packets—they uh-huh. great. Sample there. or
0: packet lubes work. So you get you get your big ass bottle of lube and you split it into your shampoo, mm-hmm. your conditioner, and oh. your face. But you wash. You need to be careful because God forbid you do not <laughs> want to wash your hair or your face with lube. I know, but you have so, two sets. You have your red set, this is just lube. Don't get confused. You have your blue set, this is for your hair. And you mention- I don't
1: like people think creams are not the creams don't count in that 311 rule. But if it's spreadable, it's a liquid. It's considered liquid if it's spreadable.
0: She said spreadable. She she did say uh-huh. spreadable. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned international. Are there are there different rules for domestic versus international travel as far as any of these things? Um, a little
1: bit, and I can't really speak to um other foreign countries because I've never worked in a foreign country, but. It, when you go from the U.S. to another country, you go through TSA. Go through all the stuff that you're doing through TSA. If you're in another country coming to the U.S., they have their own system. Some places don't even have, like, security checkpoints like we do. Um, I've traveled to Italy, and then when I was coming back
0: from Italy... They didn't care what I had on the <laughs> carry on because it was like, super chill. No, yeah, I, like, see, I, actually, cool. I find that funny because I had an experience and this was long, long before 9-11. I had an experience. I was doing a group travel thing and we were in the Rome airport. And just to show you how long ago this was, this was an actual camera. Oh my God. With film? With film. What? And we took a group photo. And before we knew in the airport and before we knew it, we had Italian airport cops with their dogs pulling us to the side and telling us we were not allowed to take these photos because it showed their airport security. And they made me open up my camera and took the film out of my camera and confiscated it. So I did not find them to be chill at all. Wait, what what about the rest of the photos on your camera? Gone. (gasps) The bastards. That that was the problem with the olden cameras with film, honey, is you <laughs> lost them all. You never lost just one photo. You lost it all. I mean, I remember using cameras with film. Yeah. I took an old school photography class in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I just do that just to yeah, see I her face. So, like, so I'm, I, I'm sorry. I didn't find them chill. Okay. okay well, anyway. Normally they're chill.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you just have to like, I guess, read the room or read the country because- <laughs> Because um I, I was traveling from a smaller Italian airport because I was in Sicily mm-hmm. and I went from Sicily to Rome to the States and the Sicilian um, airport. They did put my back through the x-ray, but I had weird stuff. I like I'm kind of like alt in my style. And I had a wallet with um, the handle that looks like a um, brass knuckles. Okay. that I have been stopped multiple times in the U.S. for it looking like a weapon oh,
0: where yeah, snuckles I, are a weapon so yes.
1: yeah I, it is um but these were thin you know it's the cheap things that you get from Spirit or Hot Topic um mm-hmm. coming back from Italy with that I had no issues so um just know that foreign countries have their own rules and their own system and it might not be the same they could be more strict or less strict
0: depending on the country just don't take a camera with film yeah well most people don't anymore hun <laughs> I don't know that they exist anymore so sound problem but I yeah don't take pictures in the Italian airport just saying this was wrong and it was like 1990 so yeah it was a long time ago Don't tell me how old you were at the time. I will throw something at you. And I have a whole lot of toys I can use on you. And we're not at at the airport airport first. Just about We're not at the airport. I can get to them. And I've seen (laughs) you run. I'm faster. I don't run. Exactly. I'm faster. (laughs) Unless there's an emergency, I don't run. (laughs) You wouldn't consider my beating you an emergency? Oh, then I'd run up the stairs and be out the fucking door. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still be faster. i'm gonna throw (laughs) throw her cat at you oh that doesn't scare me (laughs) you'd have to pick her up she's fat that's true that would be a lot of effort to pick her up i'd be standing there heaving this cat up and she'd be like hitting me the whole time and i'm still trying to heave the cat up (laughs) Um, anyway good story totally digressed i mean again that's us that's what we do well, thank you so much for, for taking the time. And while, while our listeners might not know, we had some severe technical difficulties oh before God. we started recording. So we thank you immensely for your patience. Don't bring that up ever again. And understanding and working with us to get past these technical difficulties. Cause I really wanted to do this episode. When I told people we were doing this, they got so excited. Uh-huh. Cause a lot of us kinksters get very nervous about this. And again, between not even just conventions, but I know so many people who are in long distance relationships. And so when they travel to each other to see their partners, they bring some toys with them. And they're a little nervous because it's it can be embarrassing, especially, you know, for people who are I'm gonna say in the closet, but they're not out there and open about their kink to be at an airport and have to really deal publicly for the first time. With their kink situation can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, especially if you're not traveling by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that'll be interesting. <laughs> well, I would imagine you're traveling with people who are kinksters too. Well, what if else? You're why not? would you have kink toys in your bag? Well, what if you're not? I would want to know why you're traveling with vanilla with the kink toys in. Your well, bag. what if it's like a husband and wife going on vacation and they want to bring their toys, but they also have kids? Okay, fair point. Those little guys are vanillas. So there fair you go. Point. I win. <laughs> Okay. You feel better now? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> can I get can I get back to thank you? Okay. About? Hi. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for being patient with us today and for talking to us about it. Um, if people have any further questions about what they can and cannot bring, what's the best way for them to find out these answers?
1: Um, TSA.gov is their official website. It's, List everything that i have spoke about um they have an faq page and it basically says what's prohibited and what's not it's like tsa violations are civil liability so it also tells you on like what to do if you get a notice from them um and everything so i would always start with tsa.gov they also have an instagram so you can go onto their instagram page and see all the funny things that I have mentioned because they'll take pictures and put it up there.
0: Oh, I'm so So, doing that. Oh my God. Me too. I want to know, I want to go on their frequently asked questions and see if butt plugs is one of their (laughs) frequently asked questions.
1: I I think I've seen like sex toys once or twice on their um, Insta page. It was uh, censored, but
0: you can tell what it was. Yeah, I'm gonna do that right now Dar' off um so awesome thank thank you so much again Lynn and uh, I'm sure we'll be reaching out I bet we have other things we could talk about because it's always a good time talking to you on 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 here
1: thank you I would love to come back I teach a lot of different things
0: oh we'll be in touch about that then
1: so thanks Lynn thank you.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other Pink Kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we're on Patreon. Just look for us on
1: patreon.com slash Pink Kink Podcast. You can also help support our
0: affiliates, which benefits small businesses and Pink Kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.